Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from childhood and see if they were any good. I'm DJ. This is Damon. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm talking as if I've also had a lot of coffee. I've had, I haven't even had that much coffee. I don't think I've had enough food. Ah. So we're about to fix that. You know that feeling where it feels like your eyeballs are. You like dropped a basketball and it's on that those last little dribbles where it's just like right next to the floor and it's like that's what my eyes feel like constantly. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing about me: I love a good b-ball. You're a lunkhead. You're just you're just a a jock. If I've ever met. I like tossing the old iron around. The old I call it the old spherical tiger. <laughs> like I like I'm picturing you like throwing uh, an iron like that you iron your clothes with, but like really poorly, like elbow first with your left oh, hand, big time, and then the wrist goes yeah. and just lands in front of me. I'm also imagining me wearing those sports goggles. Um, speaking of uh, high school archetypes, we're watching Heather's today, flawless. Which that, is I'm gonna. I'm going to submit that to the transitions this year. Yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I've never been nominated for a transition. I'm Well, very don't excited. get your hopes up yet. Oh, okay. There's a lot of submissions. You know, it's an honor just to be nominated. It's an honor not just to be offered to be nominated. <laughs> so Heather's is a movie that I know exists. Wow. That I have known exists. I have never seen it. I have Thank nothing. Thank you for sharing that memory. <laughs> this beginning portion, which is my time to shine, honestly, normally, because let's be honest, you got the jokes in the back half. This first part. <laughs> I call is it the just, back nine again. Big sports guy. I, I'm the guy who's gonna. You know, I'm the heart guy. You're the humor guy. I'm the heart guy. I think we both know that. And I have nothing for you. I've got nothing. I think uh, maybe my sisters went in their meaner teen years might fit into this without the murder. I know there's some murder in this, but I you don't know who. Don't know the stories I've heard about your sisters. You know. Cold-blooded killers is what I'm trying to say. There was a time, like now if you told me, I wouldn't believe you, but there was a time where if you told me that my sister murdered somebody, I'd be like, sounds about right. (laughs) I think if you had told me my brother had murdered someone, like right in that real, that sweet spot of 94, 95, I'd be like, yeah. He looks "Mm -hmm." like, yeah. yeah." Well, she did stay out super late and lie to my parents, (laughs) so it's the same thing. He did take the car once. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. What what year did this movie go? It's the 80s, right? Like, super 80s. Uh, Mid- yeah, 80s? I think late 80s. Like, 88 or 89, maybe. Okay. So, I just missed this. I just missed this completely yeah. when it came out. This is not our generation. Uh, we had Mean Girls. Right. But Gen X had Heathers. Okay. But I know this because my brother is a distillate of gen x right um and he had i remember this because it was on my brother's uh he described it as his bashing tape we had a vhs tape and it had three movies on it it had made a pinata out of it is what i'm picturing right now no it there were two movies on it that was marriage bashing and one movie that was friend bashing the first two war the roses and she devil movies about divorce and troubled marriages yeah uh, and then the last one was Heather's, which was friend bashing. It's a friend bashing movie? Oh, yeah. Friends suck, n- murder them all. Wow. Um, but he loved this movie, and it's a very quotable movie, and he quoted it. He went through a period of quoting it a lot <laughs> to uh, him and his friends. So you'll hear, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. You're going to make me spew burrito chunks. Actually, mm. there is some debate. Is it burrito chunks or Dorito chunks? I don't know. We'll keep an ear mm. out. Okay. But it's a very quotable movie. And I remember, 
I would think I got into it. It's very stylized. Yeah. Um, and there are like really humorous juxtapositions. There's scenes that seem to repeat themselves, like only for the sake of just repeating themselves. Um, I mean, it's about a clique of girls all named Heather, which is. Are they they're all actually named Heather? They're literally okay. all named Heather. Hmm. But I remember, I think part of it is like little brother, like wanting to be like his older brother. But then I think I grew into it. It's very campy and kind of like bitchy. Yeah. But fun. Because like, who doesn't want to murder their friends? <laughs> Can't argue with you there. Um, so did you see this like with, on his tape exclusively? Oh yeah. Like, this okay. is taped off of HBO. Um, okay. Yeah, so it was like fuzzy at first, and like you miss the first like three seconds of the movie, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you have it on digital video disc. Yeah. Which is what we'll be watching on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon. Uh, I don't, it's been a while since I checked because I think we were yeah, talking about Yeah, I don't think it's on this. anything else, but you can probably get it off. We were talking about doing this a while ago, and that's when I looked it up. But um, so, and it, I don't know. It's in the zeitgeist ish again. Oh, they're doing a remake. They're rebooting it into an anthology series. Like American Horror Story? Like they're going to... I don't know what that means in this context because the trailer they released a few weeks ago looks like it's following the same plot as this movie, even naming its characters the same. They're all named Heather. They're all named... Well, we have uh, three people named Heather. Sure. Um, now in the original movie, you'll see they're all like very traditionally pretty girls, mm-hmm. like that you would imagine would be the most popular girls at a high school. Right. In the new one, there is a larger girl who sort of is the queen bee, like a, a plus size girl is mm-hmm. the queen bee. Then there's a lesbian, uh, person of color mm-hmm. as one of the other Heathers and then a gender fluid Heather. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little curious. I'm like, Okay. Maybe, I don't know. I'm a millennial. I have no idea how yeah. high schools are working now. I went to, I've been out of high school longer than I was in school, which is a realization I had in the shower the other day. But so I've been, so I don't know what popular kids look like now, but it doesn't yeah. feel like they'd be the lesbian people of color or gender fluid kids. Well, certainly not plus on, size on, in popular media. Maybe in actual Maybe. school, but yeah. Um, so I'm curious how that will work, but there's also a part of me that's like, did you watch Heather's? Yeah. Well, we're going to watch it right now, and we'll let you know. Um, check it out on eh, maybe Amazon, probably, or uh, Damon's DVD collection, if you yeah, want. Yeah, just come Thumb by, there. Uh, ask it for Jason's um, VHS tape, the bashing tape. Just say the bashing tape, I'll know you're talking uh, about. Just scroll through the three copies of Hudson Hawk, <laughs> and then find others. All right, we'll be back in a I minute. will not stand for your Hudson Hawk bashing, which would be on a different VHS tape. It's a different tape. bashing tape. <laughs> I'm staying perfectly still. If you're out there, listener, and you're not donating to our Patreon page, what's your damage? What's your damage, listener? Get Fuck on there, me become gently a member. with a chainsaw. Your inner child is an idiot. No. Uh, Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Or you can go to your inner child is an idiot.com. These are all you. great avenues to our podcast. Just uh, toss us a, a few. Uh, what what currency did they use in the eighties? Uh, that would have been the, called the dollar. Neon. They would have used neon hypercolor dollars. <laughs> scrunchies. We paid for everything <laughs> in scrunchies. <laughs> you're you're a. Uh, 
patreon.com slash your flawless flawless i couldn't have asked for a better ad version of our ad music just where it's fun. just like electronic boom, and, boom, 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 and you're playing like a keyboard with just two fingers for some reason whatever will be will be the future's not ours to see case my voice is actually turning into ernie's from sesame street so only because i don't like saying it is what it is. I say Kesarasara a lot. Uh, Doris Day knew that everyone would hate you if you said it is what it is. So she knew she was a smart lady. I don't think, and continues to be because she's still alive, Your Honor. Check at the, the time. At the time a, of this recording, she's alive. Do we have a fact check on that, Carl? Yep, she are. No, all right. Thanks, Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Um, I'll I'll buy you a burger next time we're out on a business meeting. Uh, Carl's a vegan, so. I mean, I can. I didn't say what kind of burger. Okay. I was going to get you a, right. a sprout I'll just burger. I want you to watch it around Carl. He's get you a cow blood. So burger. we're back. We watched Heather's <laughs> on the digital video. In case disc. you were wondering why people were talking in your ear again, we are back. We are back. Um, all right. So I'm going to see if I can recap this. Um, there's some 80s. Name te- three of our main characters. Heather. Yeah, that's one. That's three. No, you said Heather once. Heather. Yeah. And Heather. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got Heather Chandler, Heather and Heather. <laughs> oh, Heather, Heather Doherty and Heather. Blonde. And then Winona Ryder. Yeah. Betty and Veronica, Jack Nicholson Jr., Jack mm-hmm. Jr. Um, they're at high school and. Uh, they're, they're high school high. They're kind of bitches to each other. And yep. uh, Winona and her new boyfriend, uh, Christian Slater, kill each other, kill kill them all. And then Christian kills himself. <laughs> right? That's basically it, right? The Mad King, they were. <laughs> kill them all! Yeah, so uh, they kind of stage some suicides. Um, they actually murder some some children. At this high school, Winona and her boyfriend, uh, Christian Slater, and then they kind of stage them as suicide, and then um, eventually... Uh, that causes suicide to become cool. Yeah, and Chris, Christian Slater uh, sort of tries to bomb, not sort of, he tries to bomb the school. It's a very literal bombing of the school. Winona thwarts him, but then he blows himself up. That's basically it. Classic Slate. Classic Slater. Always trying to, but failing to bomb the entire school, but succeeding in bombing himself. That's actually kind of true. Think you, of his career. You tried to bomb the school, but you only bombed yourself. Man, that's, that's why you're in Mr. Robot on the USA Network. So I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying he wouldn't be in the position to be accepting Ms. shows on the USA Network. Mr. Robot's great. Yeah. You watch your mouth. Yeah. Let me but... Make. Would he have been as eager to take that part if he was he living was, it up like Brad Pitt? He was also on uh, My Own Worst Enemy on uh, NBC for a short amount of time, in which he played a like. Oh, I remember they were really know, pushing that one. FBI one summer. agent or something, but he had like he had been multiple his, personalities. He, well, he twins. Had, his memory of himself as like a like. <laughs> 
crazy <laughs> contract killer had been wiped, but at night it would come Jason out. Jason Bourne syndrome. And uh, we, we at the time we were like my friends and I were watching. Uh, it started as, as we would watch uh, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip, and and then uh, Heroes when it first started. This is obscene. Everything I, li- I liked Studio sixty, even if it was up its own ass. Uh, I'm a Sorkin fan, so even even Sorkin at his worst, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, but it's admittedly not his best work. Um, but, but Heroes, when it began, was was awesome. Like the first mm-hmm. season was like, what? And then we kept watching it, and Studio 60 was like immediately canceled. And we're like, okay, well, we're not watching that, but we'll still watch Heroes. And then Heroes got really bad, but Chuck came on, and Chuck was actually really good at the beginning. I do remember you liking Chuck. Yeah, at first. And then the same thing happened where... No one's accusing you of anything. I'm just saying I remember it happening. We started uh, meeting to watch Chuck. It was mostly just, you know, as you do, an excuse to hang out with your friends. And then, uh, you know, now uh, Heroes, I, I think it was, because it, it stayed on for a little while, but we were no longer interested in that. But Chuck was still good. But then My Own Worst Enemy would come on, and we kind of watched it. It was one of those where it was like... So it was, was it the, did it debut the same season as the other shows, or did it This start was over later? the course of several seasons of TV. I don't uh, know how long in real life it not, was. But not that many seasons of TV. No, I mean, it's probably a couple years over... Or like a year and a half or something. As much as you want to say about Heroes, having lived through the experience, I have to say its logo accurately represented what a total eclipse of the sun looks like. Yeah. You know what? I I remember it was 1.32 p.m. and I said, the Heroes logo. (laughs) I got to see the cheerleader. (laughs) Uh, The uh, only time that entire day that a cloud was in the sky was during totality. So, and I was nerding out the whole week before I was very pumped. I bought my glasses literally four months in advance. I was Aww, very excited. Nerd. And uh, I missed the totality. However, the rest of the experience was still amazing. Although I'm looking forward to the one seven years from now. I am so glad we've taken, what would you say, like seven minutes, eight minutes? Yeah. To talk about a show that no one but you watched. Let me. You and Christian Slater's mom both watched <laughs> this show. Let me get to the point of this, which is oh, a right. joke we made about it. Yeah. The real thing that no, people are waiting on. for. No, hold on. Let me slouch a little more on my seat. Go okay. ahead. So. Get comfortable. It was not a funny show. Um, it was an okay Your show. Your own worst enemy? It was, was it a comedy? No, 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 no. Oh. Okay. It was, it was a, a drama. You know, it had like. Slaterisms. No, so it was sh- like he had his like snappy lines. And sure, whatever. we all love the Slater. Yeah, fuck me, he cleared it. It's my yeah. favorite Slater lines from Prince of Thieves. Um, but Robin Hood colon. It, it was one of those movies that like started okay, but like got weighed down by its own premise. Like we're like, what is he doing now? But every time like he would get in a scrape. My friends and I would be like, look at the the fake camera, quote unquote, <laughs> and go, "I am my own worst enemy," <laughs> and we still do that sometimes. And it would be, it turned into like, "I am my own worst anemone," <laughs> which is just stupid. But uh, can I call, to the Hayes family? Shout out to the Hayes family. I miss you guys. Can I call a moratorium on movies or shows or I guess even songs about? Super secret agents who don't know they're super secret agents. I'm done with it. Jason Bourne, go fuck yourself. Wait, songs? I don't know. I just just wanted to make make a a preemptive. I wanted to make a preemptive. I want to make sure I'm understanding you. Are you calling 
moratorium on future Secret Agent Man songs, like sequels? Yeah. Johnny Rivers nailed it the first time. <laughs> There's no reason for you to gotta even have a re- apply. It's been years. We need a reboot. We need a reboot. Hollywood, Secret Agent Man, but this time grittier we get like a, a like a dubstep remix a little uh, like about five years too late and there's a lot more like <laughs> there's a lot more gore zed does a remix <laughs> uh okay so i'm gonna i'm laughing because i'm pretending who that is so this movie heathers that we watched yeah that we actually watched which is the my own worst enemy prequel i'm gonna say about 80 to 85 percent shoulder pads this movie <laughs> the screen space the the attention to my my eye my the attraction of my eye was mostly shoulder pads. Uh, I mean, Heather Chandler, I'm fairly sure in several scenes was replaced with a Minecraft figurine. <laughs> like she was, was a literal cube. This was at a, some point. this is one of the later cubist movies. <laughs> Picasso was like, what if we actually take it quite literally and just make her a cube? Um, yeah, we had, a. Uh, we had an early, this was right before Shannon Doherty was on uh, 90210, and this was after yeah. uh, Winona Ryde's was on uh, Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. We've got now said it twice. Oh, oh God. Oh, like, God. Like, he's a snake. What are you doing? This banister has turned into a giant Beetlejuice. Get me out of here. That's my Beetlejuice. No, that was, that was actually pretty good. You had that. that Cocaine light <laughs> energy of uh, Michael Keaton, um, and we had Otho also from yeah. Um, he plays the always appreciated. Yeah, um, there were a lot as you presented in the beginning of this. There were a lot of this was a very potent potables. It was a, yeah. It was a script heavy movie, if that's a way of saying it. I would allow it. It's like this is. And this is not to take away from there was some okay acting, there was some bad acting, there was some good acting, but like it was a very like script based movie. It was like, a very like like self conscious. This was Daniel Waters being like, "This is the my, writer. This is my grand. This is my grad student project, and you will read these words like uh, Sorkin esque in that experience where it's right. like I'm not. It, it didn't. It wasn't like Sorkin, just in the sense that. It was there a was very, some walking and talking, though. I can't deny it, That's true. There was a lot of luck. But it was a Did very, Did you like, keep a running tab of lines? A couple. Um, I, I can tell you did, though. Go, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want you to go with yours, and I'll, I'll, I'll supplement as necessary. How very. Let me just cross that off my list. Thank uh, you. What, of course, what's your damage? Yep, I'm going to cross that that's off. That's the one that I, I've actually... I don't know if I've actually used it, but I've heard it. In, yeah. And usually not in a serious way like it's not something you'd like in real life in my life it's not something someone would say if they were actually mad at somebody like right. it's a, something you'd say to your friend god what's your damage yeah like i'm not coming to the party tonight what what's your damage um the we have the burrito chunks is what it was not Burri- we have right. confirmed that. it was a burrito chunks i can't remember what the, what's the line what's the actual line uh make me spew burrito chunks Thank you. You're welcome. Um, can we get that? Is the Library of Congress? <laughs> um, Did see. you have a brain tumor for yes, breakfast? I had that one. That one was probably my favorite of the child lines, of the high schoolers lines. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of lines uh, that the- You mean from faculty? Yes. Uh-huh. The faculty- the, It's almost like this movie doesn't take adults seriously either. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> the the uh, the adults, the faculty, and then uh, the parents were my favorite part by far. Like when they, especially the two faculty meetings after. Oh yeah. After the first Heather dies, and then after uh, the two football players die, Ram and Chunk or whatever their names. are. <laughs> Ram and Kurt. Yeah, they have like little powwows where they're talking about how to deal with the suicides that are yeah. happening, and they're just like. <laughs> Over it. Yeah. They I think my favorite line, um, after Heather Chandler dies, the principal mistakes Heather Chandler for Heather McNamara, who is an actual cheerleader. And he says, oh, shit, I'd be willing to go half a day for a cheerleader, <laughs> talking about how much time he would let the kids go off for... They also have uh, when um, Miss Fleming, who's the kind of hippie, I don't know, she's an art teacher or something, English teacher or something. She, she's some, I, don't, I don't know if we ever established what she actually yeah. teaches, but she does have a butterfly painted in her classroom. Yeah. She uh, proposes to the rest of the faculty that they um, have like a kind of um, assembly where they. What of, the principal describes as a love in. Yeah. And the first time she proposes it, the, the principal says, Thank you, Miss Fleming. Uh, call me when the shuttle lands. <laughs> Which I really like. And she, in the later staff meeting, says, You all wanted to play another game of Let's All Laugh at the Hippie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she has a great. I mean, the, uh, after that first, uh, after Heather Chandler dies, we see a scene in her classroom where she. <sighs> At first, it seems like she, with good intentions for the children to vent their feelings, but then it's obvious for her own self-aggrandizement, she's just talking about, um, she has somehow has A the suicide, suicide note. note. Yeah. Um, she passes it around, and um, she's talking about how terrific, I believe is the actual word she uses, <laughs> um, that she has this, and um, she's obviously just using it um, for her own... I don't know. I mean, I think she's she thinks it's a fantastic thing because then she gets to talk about what she wants to talk about. Right. It's disgusting, but also I thought I think this is the first time watching it that I realized how disgusting her character is. Yeah, right. Um because later on after the football players are killed, um she does get to stage her "Quote unquote love in, yeah, and uh, it's basically a hands across the cafeteria where they just all form a circuit, and she of course invites the local news media to film it as well, right? Um, which is also disgusting. Um, I have a few more quotes. The, Yo, the, go the, ahead. All the like the uh, the best quotes I think uh, we covered for me, but uh, we did a murder at some point. Christian Slater <laughs> said that, which we did a murder, which I don't know that it was like necessarily, but it actually in in retrospect was like. Oh, he's a really damaged kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's a, he's a child. You know what I mean? Like these, and I know that's like it's a very it's obviously satirical the whole thing. But like right. that that was thinking about that line in retrospect. Like when it when he said it, it was just funny because it's like we did a murder, and then he like <laughs> moves on. But uh, like that's a thing you'd say to like you know Robbie did a hit on me. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a very like little kid thing to say, and uh, he's uh, clearly got some like baggage emotional baggage but uh he also at also one of the f- uh football players calls one of the i don't know nerd archetypes when he like he calls him a pud whapper yeah i wrote that down because i wanted to look it up later cuz i didn't know if that was like an archaic uh homophobic slur to throw at someone cuz i don't pud, know what a pud whapper is i've heard a pud whacker 
What's which that? Would be like a masturbator, like you're whacking your pud. Do you find it funny, just to get off topic, that people Please. used to make fun of other people for masturbating? Yeah. Like there was like a switch. That's a thing I wish I would have handled differently. You've been like, <laughs> aren't you? I got this thing 24-7, bro. I remember there was like, in middle schools, like you make fun of someone because they jack off too much. And then there was like a switch. Like we all had like a silent agreement. Like in high school, it was like, yeah, but we all are jacking off all the time, right? Right. Like we all were on the same page all of a sudden. I feel like, like every friend group had the guy that was like known for jacking off too much. Like they like just joke like we didn't see him do it or anything. But like right, of course but not. like he was Your like Your Honor. We, that would be, I, I wasn't there. That would be absurd. Um <laughs> but you know like he would be a guy that would be like talk about it like a lot. Wait, if I didn't have around. that person in my group, does that mean that I was the person in mm, my group? Think about it. Zach, why didn't you say anything? Or maybe um, you did. Also, uh, I love my dead gay son. <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, to me, one of the quotes that I hear the most. You hear that the most? I mean, I hear. I mean, I don't hear it in passing conversation. But yeah. if someone brings up Heather's, even someone with a passing knowledge of the movie will say, "I love my dead gay son." <laughs> um, I will say, I of all the ones that like, what's your damage is probably the one that I've heard the most. But I also don't think it like actually originated with this movie. It may have, may have definitely not. like, you know, what it, like made it more popular for sure. But like, uh, I think that was around. Very quickly culture. after we hear what's your damage, we hear Heather McNamara say, "Haul your ass to the calf pronto." Yeah, which I enjoy just in general. I just yeah, like that. Uh, I also like Swatch Dogs and Diet Coke Heads, which is Veronica describing the Heathers. Yeah, she's a writer. Um, she is. I got a motor, which is said in both of the Veronica parent scenes, yeah. mm-hmm. which I want to call out for being my two favorite scenes. They are very good. and very. They are this almost identical. Yeah. Um, with just like specific things removed and replaced. But there are two scenes... Right after two croquet games in the in the movie right. are, are are played, and Veronica joins her family for pate on the patio, mm-hmm. um, and it basically plays out the exact same, which is her dad asks her, "What's the first day after blank going?" Yeah, and then she says, "It's all right." Mom asks about prom. Veronica says something about a dark horse in the running, and then her dad says something about, "Goddamn, why do I still?" Blank, either right. read these goddamn spy novels or smoke these damn things, yeah. re- cigarettes. And she says, because you're an idiot. And mm. he says, oh, yeah, that's it. And, and then says, mom says, you too. You too. What and is, it's so great. What do you think they were, what, what, what were they trying to say with that? Like, uh, just be amusing or was there like a point of, I mean, it was like amusing. the bourgeois existence is I think it was partially, or, I mean, it's so ridiculous that they're eating pate of all things. Right. Like, that's not even and a suburban, croquet. that's not a suburban thing to do. That's like a rich kid thing it's to like do. like the bougiest thing you um, can think of. And I also think that. And she you does, know, when she's writing in her journal, she wears a monocle. She does wear a goddamn monocle. How which very. Simultaneously awesome and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, if you have, she has some seemingly a healthy relationship with her parents. Yeah, they care about But I think about it also, in, in the bourgeois sense, like it sort of repeats itself over and over. I think it talks about the mundanity of of suburban life or mm. whatever life this is. I would right. imagine suburban life in a rich suburb. Um, 
Although Sherwood, Ohio, if it's actually Sherwood, Ohio, it's just like a tiny. Is village. it a real place, Sherwood, Ohio? Well, I, I don't. I think Sherwood, Ohio, is, but I don't think that's what this is. I think he was basing it on because the riot, Daniel Waters is from. I like bits and pieces are rem, I'm remembering from like Wikipediaing five minutes ago, but he uh, he's from like the area, and he like combined some things oh, from like uh-huh. growing up in the suburbs of Cleveland and like the other places. But and there is a town named Sherwood. But it's not. I don't think that's what this is supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be more suburban, bougie than yeah. Sherwood's like a village. It reminded me of like Brentwood or even Belmead here in Tennessee, which is yeah. what I think Belmead is technically the richest town in Tennessee, right? Um, which is just technically a suburb of Nashville. Um, but I think as a kid, as a teenager, when I watched this, I don't think I recognized how bougie. Yeah. Uh, pate is. Yeah. Like, that's never caught on as, like, we're all having pate on the porch. Like, it's not like hummus. You know why? It's millennials. Millennials are killing pate. Force feeding geese. No, they're thinking of. uh, uh, Does it start with an M? Foie gras. Foie gras? Foie gras. What is pate then? Pate is just uh, like any um, ground up meat that's like spreadable. But isn't it also like organ meat? Because that's how they get rid of that fucking shit? Let's find out. I think Jason... A person's head. That's pate. (laughs) (laughs) Pate is a mixture of cooked ground meat and fat minced into a spreadable paste. So... I remember me and Jason... I think we got mom to buy pate once. And we ate it and we were like, "Mm, gross. It's of varying degrees of quality, just like anything. Sure, yeah. I would imagine. But it's not my favorite. Thing. But even the baseline, sometimes like you can tell, like, even if this is well done, I wouldn't like this. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the actual movie. First off, I want to say, yeah. this is my favorite croquet-based movie. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about croquet, because... It's all... one of my favorite sports, because it is low impact. <laughs> it is not really a sport. <laughs> Uh, it's like golf, but without all the grunting. You always hit the other person's ball. There's no debate. First off, like, yeah, get the that's fuck out of here. That is Betty Finn was right. You always hit the other that's person. That's like out. playing ping pong and like never spiking on somebody. That's the whole <laughs> point. Is that you get that one chance. The game's like twenty one to or twenty to zero. Right. If you get to spike, you spike that motherfucker. Like it. Even if you know you're going to miss. Or it's like doing Gre- Greco-Roman wrestling and not forcing the person's head into your groin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are we even here for? Let's say we're playing uh, one-on-one basketball, like we often do. Yeah. When we hit chucking, the court. Chucking, chucking the if iron If you leave around. that hoop open, I'm going to throw that rock down. Oh, yeah. I'm going to slam it. And I will take. And I'm going to jam it. I'm going to take that tiger sphere. It ain't too hard for me to jam. I'm going to take that tiger sphere. I'm going (laughs) to shoot it in the net basket. And we're all going to be like thumping and wilding. I'm going to take that moon globe. I'm going (laughs) to launch it into the neti pot. That's what I call it. Big time. Big time. (laughs) Big time. Uh, Yeah, not not too many other croquet-based films. Except for that one with... I'm uh, literally trying to think of... That one with uh, Paul... Was there an Agatha Christie movie possibly around croquet? You're thinking of the uh, Paul Newman, Tom Cruise one where they they hustle people on the croquet. (laughs) (laughs) Liked my own joke so much I couldn't get through it. It was called The Sticky Wicket. Um, although I think Dirty Rotten Scoundrels has like uh, croquet involved in a montage scene. Otherwise, that's it. 
Um, so what are the parts that you liked and what are the, some of the parts you did not like? Um, I liked, uh, I, I liked, uh, Veronica's superpower, which is apparently, uh, copying people's, copying handwriting. people's handwriting very accurately and their, I guess their, uh, the way they write. Their, right. Their, She's like, cognizant voice. enough to know that Heather Chandler would never use the word myriad, but yet she still does uses it anyway, yeah. which impresses, uh, Dinah Shore. That's a school teacher. <laughs> as far as I could tell, that's what she looked like. This is, this movie is very, it's very dark. It's, uh, this is one of those movies that and this is more of a judgment overall than than a specific part because we've hit actually most of the, my favorite parts already with the quotes but uh this is movie is better I think conceptually than in real life than yeah. actually watching it like if you quoted uh movie like if you quoted Heather's to me like any of the quotes that we said I would I would laugh I would mm-hmm. be like haha you know like and we would but like actually watching it the first of all the the third act is like nine hours long. It was a lot <laughs> long conclusion, uh-huh. especially when we were like by the time you get to the third act where we realized that like this is not i mean it was dark from the beginning, but it just gets darker and darker, and we realized that like you know Christian Slater wants to take out the whole school, and it's like I feel like we all the fun is not in it anymore, and that's fine for the third act, but like it was like it felt very long that whole thing yeah i I think probably the biggest criticism like you I would have i think I like this movie a little bit more than you, but I would say yeah. my biggest criticism is the pacing in that I would say that the the longest act is the second act, which is where Veronica and JD have so many, she breaks up with him and then she realizes he might be insane and he's like getting everyone to sign this petition. And it's sort of a lot of stuff of like, I mean, the second act, the primary action is signing a petition. Right. I mean, if that gives you the listener, any hint as to the action (laughs) second act, um, I think that I, I, I would actually, I was a little, while I was watching, I was thinking about what if this was a series, you know, yeah. versus a movie. Yeah. Because I think the the first act actually moves a little bit too quickly. Like, there's no reason for me to hate Heather Chandler in the way that the movie really she just seems wants like me to hate. a little bit of a bitch. She seems like kind of, yeah. oh, yeah, she is kind of a bitch. I don't know if I want to pour liquid yeah. drainer down her throat. Right. But she seems like kind of a bitch. And like the, the college party, which I did write down the most accurate college party in a movie ever. Because it did look disgusting. And it looked as decorated as a college party I've ever seen. And as well lit as a college party <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, but... What was the fire thing? What was the point of that? Was there? Some I think it was just to there? add dramatic, uh, dramatic, dram- dramatic lighting to their fight in the alleyway. Okay, I don't know if it actually added anything because w- they they shot it like obviously, and you know it's right. it's very obviously shot where like you see uh, the thing fall in the trash can, you see it kind of light on fire, and you're like, oh, that's going to come into play later. Like, right? You think that the whole place is going to burn? Yeah, down. and then they come outside later, and the thing's still burning. They don't acknowledge it, and then that's it. Like yeah, it, and I didn't know really, if I really I bought... The, I don't know if I missed the point of it, or... I mean, Heather Chandler is portrayed as a bitch, and yeah. she takes Veronica to her first college party at, yeah. at the college in town, and uh, Veronica uh, gets sick and throws up at the party. Yeah. And that is portrayed as the reason, like, I guess Heather Chandler threatens to tell, tell the entire school yeah. that... 
Veronica threw up at this party. And that is the reason that not that Veronica went in with the idea of I'm going to kill Heather Chandler, but she didn't want it's her the to reason that. for yeah. her like trying to get revenge on her. I don't know if I really bought it all that well. I was like, yeah. what's the problem here? Why do we need to? I mean, Heather Chandler portrays it as I need to ruin you, Veronica, for doing what you did, which is drink too much at this party and get sick and almost, you know, throw up on my and is throw that up what on she my did? Shoes. I didn't even catch why she. I got peed and puke. Quote. Oh, okay. So, I mean, she threw up on Heather Chandler's shoes, but we never, I don't know, it's not really sold as yeah. what, I mean, it doesn't seem like this dramatic hinging point as yeah. like, oh, we, well, this obviously makes sense, uh, how this misunderstanding can get out of control. And so, I wish the movie had spent a little more time, like, maybe building Heather Chandler up as a really, as yeah. some sort of, like, re- semi-realistic high school villain to, that I to take down, I guess. Or maybe not yeah. to take down, but if she inadvertently got taken down, maybe with some liquid Drano, I wouldn't mind so much. Yeah. Um, but it, it seemed to go by really fast, and I would say, yeah, the second act drags for a long time. Yeah, like even, uh, you know, Mean Girls, which was written by this guy's brother, right? Directed by the... Written by this guy's brother? Or something, the, the writer's it? brother? Um and John Waters wrote Mean Girls, <laughs> but it it uh, obviously owes a lot to this movie. Mean Girls does, and that, yeah. Mean Girls was our, you know, like you said, uh, the the next uh, age group ups, uh, Heather's. Right. But it uh, it owes a lot to it. But also, I think they did a better job of making Regina George despicable. Like even yeah. in that movie, and of course they don't kill her. It's it's a lot lighter. They do hit her with a bus. Though. Yes, that's true. It is a in general a lighter movie, but it also like uh, they they her her sort of needing that to get her comeuppance sort of yeah. felt stronger. And uh, this I'm one, not saying I agree. they have to spend like two more hours. With no, her, but yeah, like maybe a little bit, a few more story beats with Heather Chandler before yeah, she drinks the Drano and says corn nuts. And maybe, you know, and maybe that's the point is that, um, or maybe it's the point that they were trying to get across, but didn't work that well, which is that these things like her, like when, when Ona's character, like getting the reputation of puking at a party seems huge, but watching it now from our perspective, or even just as an outsider, not someone, not a character in the universe is like, what's the, like, what's the deal with that? You want to kill somebody for that? Yeah. But like, it's so serious. And I understand that sort of. The, the high school of it all, of just, like, the, how big a deal it is, is, like... Sure. And I think also that scene itself, the, the college party scene, is it's it jumps around in time a lot in that we see Veronica writing in her diary after the party before we actually get to the party, and then it jumps around back, back and forth between her writing in her diary about someone has to stop Heather Chandler, and yeah. then we go back to the party. So I keep waiting for this moment where we're like, now we're going to see what Heather Chandler did. And yeah. it was like, oh, she just said on Monday you're finished. Right. Because you threw up my shoes. Um, and I'm not, and I, I think you're right. I like that would make sense for a high school person to, for a yeah. high school student to say those things. But I feel like, I don't know, it needed a few more beats. It I was guess, a little undersold. I agree. And it is interesting. Like, I, rem- I remember some of those things in high school. Like, the, the sort of rumor mill of it all is really powerful. Like, like the Ram and Kirk story yeah. where they kill them. Yes. That makes a lot more sense to me. Like they 
uh, spread a rumor that Veron- that they that Veronica blew both of them at the same time. Yeah, quote had a sword fight in her mouth. Right, um, and that which I that thought seems was to make more sense in terms of like cocktail swords is what I thought. But right, of course, no. I remember which thinking. Is fun. It's fun to, I mean, just, you get the cornichon on, you eat the cornichon, cornichon and yeah. then you have the little sword afterwards. Yeah. It's fun. That means little pickle. <laughs> but I, that made a lot more sense to me than, than the Heather Chandler stuff. Yeah. Did you see 13, 13 Reasons Why? Did you no. watch that? Um, that's not, I mean, it, it's obviously not a, a comedy. Like, that was definitely drama, but it's, it's got... But it, I was laughing. It lives on that whole, like, the rumor mill and how much, like, impact that can have. Uh-huh. It's dramatized, for sure, but it, it, like, I think that is something that they're, they're trying to satirize here, but I agree that it could have been more effective. Because I remember, like, um, in high school, there was a girl who, like, there, like, this guy that I knew got, like, suppose, and I don't know what's true and what's not, but, like, he got a blowjob from this girl. Uh-huh. And that was the story. Like, that was really it. And it was like, so what? But, like, yeah. she was known as the person that, like, gave this. And, you know, like, many people got blowjobs, I'm sure, in high school. Not people so be getting blowjobs. Not so much me. But, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, it that was happen one day, buddy. the thing. And, and, like, how weird is that? That, like, these two people who presumably liked each other yeah. did a sexual act, but he just told everybody. And then it became, like, a thing. Like, that's not on him. It's on her because she did. And, like, she didn't do anything Bad during the blowjob, she just right. gave him one, and he and told doesn't everybody. Doesn't he know if he just kept his mouth shut? She'll he give could, you another one. She'll give you more blowjobs. Now she's now, of course, man, it could go the other way where she's like, "Well, now I'm known for it. I might as well." No, that's how. Uh, anyway, that's um, how that's Kirk and Ram thinking right there. It is. Um, I mean, one thing I will say that I really like about the second act, even though I think it is drawn out. I do like the idea of this sort of like Hydra. You take Heather Chandler out, and Heather Duke just pops yeah, right up, yeah. And like this power vacuum that that is sort of created in a high school. Um, and then on top of that, I do like the sort of satire of like suicide becoming the cool thing to do. Yeah. If Heather Chandler did it and Kurt and Ram did it, well, why doesn't Martha Dunstock do it? Yeah, and I think and know, fail at it at the same time. Having been in a like, and it wasn't. A friend of mine, I don't mean to like take some other people's experiences, but like having been in a high school when someone committed suicide, uh, not someone close to me, but like it does become a thing. And there are some gross things that happen where people uh-huh. like sort of like latch on to like the the feeling of, you know, like, you know, you know, Brian and I were really close and and you're like, you and Brian like barely knew each other. Well the like, movie does a good job of satirizing kind of that, that as well as like the movie does a good job at that as well of showing uh, Veronica and J D watching the news reports. Yeah. Um, and watching these people that hated Heather Chandler talk about how close they were. And Heather Duke. And Heather Duke. From- <laughs> <laughs> how many channels did you run to? <laughs> that was <funny>. um <laughs> And, and and you see that a lot of of just people being sort of addicted to tragedy, yeah, and wanting to be a part yeah. of that. It's a real thing. I mean, it's a, definitely a real thing. Uh, the it's it's very gross, and they cap. I think they captured that kind of grossness yeah. of it. This we hit on this a little bit in the in the intro, but it's interesting how how much you know after the terrible school shootings that happened when when like the in the 
basically started in the mid to late nineties, right? Like, uh, I, well, mean, I mean, it I, didn't start then, but yeah. that, that's like the sort of, uh, Columbine I think was like, uh, that was the big uh, one for when we a, were in school, a big, uh, mile marker, mile marker. I was, it was, yeah, it was a big thing when we were in school and, and changed how things happened yeah. at our school. We had you know, metal detectors. I went to a big public school, so they had metal detectors. Did you get that. metal detectors? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like, I don't know, 2000 people at my school. So it was, oh. yeah, it was a big school. Um, but you, you couldn't make this movie in the same way as you could, could then, I don't think, and have the same sort of like, <laughs> just kind of darkly funny. <laughs> right. I thought about that as well with, uh, Jason Dean. Um, I kept thinking about how he just kept reading as a, uh, Richard Spencer type alt-right asshole, just mm. like this entitled person who feels like he needs to cleanse the world of whatever he de- deems needs to be cleansed out. Yeah, I will say I didn't really, I could have used more of his, more insight into his pathos as well, like, because we sort of get into it and we sort right. of get where it comes from with his dad and maybe what happened to his mom, but there was like the sort of why he felt like he would need to take out the school. He sort of says some stuff, but I feel like we could have used more, you know, character development, I guess. Yeah. Is what well, I'm missing. I, he just seems like too cool for school, literally. Um, yeah. But they did make him like, I mean, we likable at first, which his is the mom whole idea. died, presumably committing suicide of her own, where she right. went into a building. Her dad, uh, her husband, his dad, runs a demolition company. Yeah. And uh, he moved around a lot. But yeah, there isn't, uh, for an attractive, although I will say, as I said during the movie, uh, Christian Slater in this movie looks like a rat who got his wish to become a man. <laughs> Handsome rat. A handsome rat like Paul Lind in Charlotte's Web. The Rat still, King. Oh, no. The Rat King from Nutcracker Suite. Um, I was thinking Ninja Turtles, but sure. <laughs> but he um, he doesn't seem to be uh, realistically pathological, although this movie isn't it necessarily is, yeah. realistic, but it's not necessarily like completely unrealistic. They kind of went in between. Like yeah. it is definitely a satire, but they it's not like they played it like like I feel a, like it's a scary semi- movie movie or something right. like that. It, it's sem- semi-realistic characters in an unrealistic situation. Right. So I feel like he could have been given a little more yeah. uh character beats to make him seem more realistic. Yeah. And I think that's why to me he read like an alt-right kid because he just seemed like some aggrieved white kid and I'm like what's the problem dude you seem to have a really rich dad and you seem to like moving around a lot yeah. so what the fuck's the problem right um he also seen he has a gun he yeah. shot blanks at two students his first day in school didn't even get suspended from what I can gather yeah. so that sounds like a rich white kid to me right <laughs> yes yeah um Let's talk a little bit about how Daniel Waters also wrote Batman Returns, Demolition Man. Yes, yes. And Demolition Man, I mean, I've only seen it, I would say, 100% the way through, but those two 50% were like separated by three years. <laughs> so I've seen I know that. how it begins and ends, but it is an absolutely ridiculous movie. We should, we should watch that one because I have seen that a million times and I don't know why. Um, 
But also, because you're a big Daniel Waters fan? Importantly, he wrote Hudson Hawk, which I referenced only because you like it. And I, I knew love that it that was so much a personal reference. And he also wrote, I want to say for the record, my brother, Jason Santhopoulos, got me into Hudson Hawk, and he also loves the movie The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, <laughs> also written by Daniel Waters, was Andrew Dice Clay's big break that flopped into uh, Just movies. the fact that someone loves The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, like, that's amazing to me. When in doubt, my brother is a zero or a five. If he... <laughs> Has seen something, he has an opinion of it, and it's either the worst or the best. All right. Um, also, Michael Lehman, who directed this movie, also directed Hudson Hawk. So they got to work together again. Also, so I guess, Airheads in a way... And the truth about Cat and <laughs> Just a weird So in a way, they're the two catalog. greatest humans that have mm-hmm. ever walked this earth? They seem like they get along great. When we were roommates, did I force Hudson Hawk upon you? I don't think I've seen it. I just remember you watching it at least twice in the years we lived together. <laughs> and I, I don't think, even think I've forced Tyler uh, to watch it yet. I don't think I've seen it. I, I, I think I would have been game. I, don't, I just don't think it ever happened. So I think um, for, my, for my birthday episode, an, uh, at a, an event that I've just made up, <laughs> sure, uh, we should watch Hudson Hawk this All right. year. Sounds good. Uh, my, it involves the Catholic Church. My birthday is the following one, so I'll come up with something else. There you go. Um, also, I liked the, uh, and I was, I'm not sure how much of a, I mean, it was obviously meant as a joke, but I don't know how much of a, like, a play on homophobia it was, but all the things that are quote unquote gay, which was candy <laughs> and chocolates, yeah, and mineral water. <laughs> Which is the funniest one. And the cops find the mineral water and they're like, oh, uh, I This see. answers that. Which I find funny. I don't know if that was there offensive few, to you as a gayman. <laughs> there were a few moments where I was like, wait, is are we all in on the joke or is this yeah. just funny? I'm not sure. Because um, if, you, if you did make this movie now, it would be, we'd all be in on the joke. Joan I Crawford think. postcard, we're on the same page. Yeah, we're all. Mineral water, so ridiculous that I'll allow it. Candy, we all like candy. Yeah, but I guess it was because it was like a heart, like it was meant for Between one, two football Yeah, players. between, yeah, yeah. Anyway. And I mean, I would also say, like, this is a movie made in the 80s, and it's addressing the fact that... You would that, say that? How dare you? <laughs> and it's addressing the fact that these two presumably straight men have such a close bond. I mean, think about the date, quote, quote, that they go on with Heather and Veronica after Heather Chandler's... Yeah. Unfortunate demise. Um, it's just them tipping cows while Heather and Veronica just stand there, not engaging with them in any way, while they like drunkenly fall on each other and laugh and enjoy each other's company and not right. the women they're with. And then uh, Ram essentially, for lack of a better term, date rapes Heather. Yeah. Uh, which is a point that one of the writers brought up in interviews like, when she walks up and she sees JD after that disastrous date, you're watching a woman get date raped behind her yeah. while she's talking to JD and she just abandons her. Yeah. Biting satire, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's a time for verdicts. What do we, what do you think? I mean, I, uh, I will agree with the pacing issues that we talked about. That second act is just a slog. Yeah. Uh, for lack of a better term. Um, and definitely the witticisms that are in that first, 
the first act sort of slow down. Like a lot of the quotable lines I like are in those. Yeah. Oh, it's all first, first third. The student um, film that is the first act. Uh, the well written student film that is the first. But act. I will say, I will say, uh, your inner child is not an idiot. This is a good. This is a good movie with caveats. Um, I I am on the defense in a way that I haven't been in a long time. Join uh, me over here. Join. We're just uh, relaxing in the sun I over here. On you're not an idiot. This is if I had to just like if I was just watching this and not then discussing it with my. You were surrounded by a gay man just leering at you. While <laughs> no, no, you no. Watch it. No, the, like watch just the experience of of consuming the movie. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to consuming the movie and then talking about it and sort of reading about it a little bit. Uh, that made me actually like it more uh-huh. um, because the sort of like darkness of it, the quotes and stuff, because it is more, it's more academically interesting than entertaining to me. And for that reason, I'm going to go 51% not an idiot. I like those numbers. Uh, and I'm going to say like, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> I'd be fine quoting it back to you. Um, I'd be fine discussing elements in it, but I do not really want to watch this again. And I'd have no, because I have no nostalgia for it in the first place. That, that makes sense. I think. Yeah. But if you did have some nostalgia for it, I think you would, you would benefit from watching it again. Cause you could see those lines again. You could kind of like revisit the really dark themes and stuff, which you can't really, you couldn't appropriately get from the same kind of movie. I, you I get think. to watch a football player get shot in the throat. Yeah. Was that cathartic for you? <laughs> Didn't hurt. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I do. And this is just me sort of being, again, insulated in my experience, which, you know, I have oh, you know, all the lucky things I, I appreciate from my life. And, you know, all, but like high school was not that dark for me. I had some like sad moments and stuff and I would sure. speak about that but I like like I appreciate more and more as I like try to be a more empathetic person that I'm like this was not a good time for you and I am sorry for that <laughs> you know what I mean like and if I had anything to do with that which you know I wasn't like a bully but I'm sure I said some shitty things to some people but like, I mean I would say in my experience high school gets a bad rap in the zeitgeist yeah middle school oh that was the worst that's the worst yeah because that's when everyone's like choosing their tribe that was that was a dark. High time. school is when we were all like we all sort of mellow out a little bit. In yeah. my experience, at least, middle school is when it's like we're all out for blood. It was because like we Lord all of the flies. you're a nerd. <laughs> we're all jocks. We're preps over here, cheerleaders over here. Like fuck all of you. Yeah, it is very Lord of the Flies. Where high school it starts to like mellow out a little bit, and then like the minute graduation happens, everything like calms down yeah you run into rodney c at the kroger and he's all friendly and you're like you're a jackass yeah and i remember that you're you see a jackass. you see like freddie prim fram at the reunion and all of a sudden he's like hey what you up to and you're like i actually had what? that exact experience in my high school reunion i'm like yeah. don't you remember that we hated each other oh wait it was just me just hating me. you yeah. and you don't remember anything that happened And I think that's like, I think that's, uh, not only do people chill out, but also you realize how much of that, or you recognize that some, like a big portion of that was your own insecurity sort of manifesting. And some of it probably was real. They probably were just like, they don't remember being absolutely horrible to you. Well, it wasn't important to them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to say it's my insecurities as much as like, they just don't form a horrible I think, memory around I think it's both. Being I think I think they're both there. Like they're and it depends on the scenario. Sure. 
but I'm not going to let her off the hook. Listen. Oh, is that her bully? <laughs> yeah, most actually, most of my bullies were hers. Oh, I couldn't even get the male bullies. <laughs> Those are the ones Whoa. I wanted the most. Um, what do you think, everybody? Call our hotline. Leave us a message, 615-576-0525. You can email us at yourinchildisanidiot at gmail.com. You can find us on the Facebook, on the Don't say the, the, the don't Instagram. Say, don't use direct articles listen, on these. Listen. Okay. I told Zuckerberg never to lose the the. <laughs> I'm, Remember I'm a, when there was the the? I think that was before I joined. I joined pretty early. I, but. I remember it being like old. when I joined, it was still the Facebook. It might have been. I, it was like 2004 when I joined. So it was pretty early, but I think because I was still in. Oh, but I didn't join until like after I was graduated. So it would maybe like it was. 2000. And, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what year it was. I might have made that up. Uh, what else are we on? We're on the like. Instagram. We're on the MySpace. We're on the Friendster. We're on uh, Twitter, Y-I-C-I-A-I. You can find, uh, what else, man? Most the importantly. Stitcher. You can find, you can find us, us on Stitcher. On you can find us on uh, the iTunes. iTunes store. Uh, rate and review us if you like the podcast. You can also uh, support us, patreon.com, uh, slash your inner child is an idiot. And thank you so much to our current patrons like Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, Jonathan Day, and others. Joshua Nicholson. Oh, Joshua Nicholson, of course. I was saving you for last because your dad, Jack Nicholson, was such an inspiration to Christian Slater in this movie, <laughs> maybe. Thank you guys so much if you want to join Is them. Is that everyone? Seriously? All our patrons? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, the, the just ones make sure that, if we forgot one, just add like an edit. The like, ones that we agreed to say their names, at least. <laughs> um, if you'd like to join them uh, on our little credits, maybe you'll get a little shout out like Joshua just did. Uh, Patreon.com slash you're in child's an idiot. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for. Uh, thanks to all you pud wipers out there or whackers. Thanks for eating brain tumors for breakfast. With and by us. the way, tell me when the shuttle ends.